0: Welcome to Blue Talks. Dr. Shelley
1: Hipsky. Come on babe, why don't we paint the town And all that jazz, I'm gonna rouge my knees And roll my stockings down And all that jazz, start the car I know a be spy where the gin is cold But the piano's hot it's just a the hall where there's a nightly brawl and all that jazz. We'll slick your hair and wear your buckle shoes. And all that jazz, I hear that Father Duke is gonna blow them blues. Hold on, hon, we're gonna bunny-hug I bought some aspirin and a United drug In case we shake a pot Want a brand new star to do That jazz No, I'm no one's wife But I love my life and jazz. So I am obviously a performer of sorts. I
0: started at four years old when my mother ran the local theater. My dad was a doctor. My mom ran the theater. And when they needed a kid, they just put me out there on the stage. So I became very comfortable being in front of audiences. And I've had a very blessed career. I've been able to speak at places like Pepperdine University in front of over a thousand people and at Passions for Profits in the Hollywood area. But I want to take you sort of on a journey with me to look at the different hats of being an entrepreneur and of being a woman, because that is who I stand for. I stand up for so many women internationally. And I'd just sort of like to take you on that journey. Are you ready to go on that journey with me? Yes, Yes. Yes. woo! Awesome! (laughs) Okay, so I started off as a teacher, so I had kids that were special needs, went on to then become a professor at a a wonderful university, and then I got my tenure, and about halfway through, I met an incredible woman, and her name was Clarelle. I was doing a interview on a podcast and i was doing the interview and the gentleman that i was doing it with said you know what we have to re-record and i was like oh i don't want to re-record but i i was okay with that he said before we re-record this before we re-record the radio show i want you to meet this woman Clarelle and i was like okay so i call her up one day and we're talking and her story was so powerful to me. You know you, when you hear one of those stories that just kind of like punches you in the gut? She was talking about having a brain aneurysm and she was a single mom of three and I just, like the tears just started coming down my face and I put my phone down, I put it on speaker and I grabbed my laptop and I just started typing like a mad woman, like I could not stop typing. And after she was done talking, I said to her, said, are there are other people that have stories like this. She said, yes, and you should be the one to tell him. So when I went to re-record with that radio show, he's doing the countdown, it's like three, two, and before he said we're on, I said, has anyone recorded these, taken these stories and put them into a book? And he said, no, and I said, when you do, I need to be the author, and we're on. So we were on, I get an email the next week, It's a national television show. He's on the national television show. And he says, Dr. Shelley Hipsky of Robert Morris University is going to write Ordinary People, Extraordinary Planet. And that was my first foray into really writing these inspirational stories of different people in their lives. I then went through getting to do some really fantastic things. I had a television show, Inspiring Lives with Dr. Shelley. John Diaz is in the audience here, and she was actually on my television show. Um, but back in the day, it was, it was very driven by these different stories. Stories of people that had overcome obstacles in their life, like John Diaz, who went through domestic violence and then went on to create Milagros Day Worldwide to help others that had gone through domestic violence. I gathered up those stories, and then I was hit with the news that I needed to go through a divorce. I had a three-year-old and a five-year-old, and I was living this very full life of being a tenured professor and also doing this television show that I absolutely loved, and I had to pivot. How many entrepreneurs in here have had to have pivot, particularly in the last couple of years? I see a lot of hands going up. So I pivoted and I did Empowering Women Radio. And that was a a major game changer for me because I was able to do it with my kiddos, taking an app in the other room. I was able to take care of them. I was able to still do the professor stuff. And I was collecting so many beautiful stories. All told throughout my career, I've had over a thousand interviews. But those stories that went into common threads ended up leading me to Paris. And as I was in Paris, I was walking along and going into little cafes and getting to do my writing. Writing for me was a way of getting these stories out into the world. And I remember that when I got back from Paris, I was able to sort of take that hat off and put my research hat back on. When I put my research hat back on, I was looking at all these stories. I had so many, so many stories. And there was one day when I just couldn't figure out, couldn't figure out what it all meant. Why was I interviewing so many incredible women, over hun- I mean, hundreds of women at this point, that had that these things? And I went to my daughter's paint kit, and I grabbed a big sheet, and I threw it down on the floor, and I grabbed her paintbrush. Meanwhile, it's like 3 o'clock in the morning, okay? I'm I'm that person. I'm painting, and I I just painted three words. And the first was inspiration. It's like, okay. Go and pick a different color. Empowerment. Another color, and balance. Luckily, I was, I was going through the divorce at the time, so he wasn't living here, so I took the, <laughs> the sheet and I threaded it through my, my curtain rod, and I looked at those three words. I was like, you know what? It's not just a book. It's common threads and it's a trilogy. And I was able to research it and look at all those words, all those stories, all those amazing things that have been told to me over those years and put those into those three categories. As I began to get to know these incredible women, other ones started getting attracted into my sphere of influence. They were coming from literally all over the world. And I will never forget when one came to me through Skype, not Zoom, back in the day. She looked at me through the Skype. She was in Pakistan. And she had gone through women empowerment like I had never known. She was her predecessor, had gone through Taliban rule, the women in her village were not allowed to drive cars. The women in her village were not allowed to be able to you know, read and write and be educated like we are. Her predecessor in her empowerment organization had been shot and killed in the streets because of her women empowerment work that she had been doing. And I remember this moment where she said that I needed to be the one to tell her story. She had heard uh, one of my Empowering Women radio shows where I was speaking with Hannah Patel, Hasina Patel in South Africa. I had been Skyping in for years to to those ladies there, the teenage girls in South Africa. And when she heard that story, she said I needed to be the one to tell her story. And that that was a lot for me. I was, I was daunted by that a little. It was like, who am I? I was a professor. I was a woman who wrote some books. But she said I was the one to do that. And then I took her message and started spreading it to other women around the world. And as I started spreading it, she looked at me one day and she said, Dr. Shelley, do you know what you're doing here? I said, no, I I don't know. But what what do you think I'm doing? She said, you're creating a global sisterhood. And it was at that moment that the global sisterhood, the nonprofit, was born. Because of that, that moment in time where she said global sisterhood, we have caused a movement. We have, at this time so many beautiful, wonderful charity partnerships around the globe with women leaders leading them. Dr. Meena, who I know is going to watch this, (laughs) Dr. Meena was a Harvard researcher who went back to her land of Nepal because of the illiteracy rate there. And she taught over 87,000 women to read and write. And she did that supported by the Global Sisterhood. We have an entrepreneurial school in Tanzania that does beautiful things. We have Sister Zeth in Pakistan that does amazing work. And she was at one point teaching in the courtyard of her home with just a sheet with holes in it and on a dirt floor. And then with the help of the Global Sisterhood and some other organizations that we were able to connect her with, she now has a beautiful brick and mortar school that serves lunches and and teaches these beautiful little girls and, and grown women as well. So there are so many wonderful things that have come out of the global sisterhood. But I can tell you, there's one hat that I wear that means the very, very most to me. And that's my mom hat. I have my little ones, they're growing, they're taller than me now, (laughs) 13 and 15. But I absolutely adore being able to be an entrepreneur with my company, Inspiring Lives International, and being able to do it from wherever I need to do it, whether that be with them in tow, or whether that, that be with them really involved in the activities that I'm doing. And that's a beautiful thing to be able to, to merge those two worlds together. So I, I am a huge proponent for being able to find that life balance. And I think that so many women today are seeking that life balance. I'm seeing, I'm seeing heads nod. You're like, oh yeah, I need that life balance in my life. <laughs> I do that through my world-class VIP coaching, but I also just do it through my friendships. I'm like looking around here. So some, I mean, some of you have been in my, my world for God, so many years, two decades, I think. And, um, I just want to give a thank you to all those that are women and or entrepreneurs or that man in the back. Maybe he's, I bet you supported some women in your day, right? Yeah. He's like, yeah. So, I tip my hat to you and I want you to remember to always stay authentically yourself in your branding, authentically who you are as you find your calling. And remember that it's not always that serious, right? You don't always have to be buttoned up in a suit. That's why my book, Ball gowns to yoga pants did so well, because we are at a time in our lives where we don't have to look like everybody else. We don't have to do it like everybody else, right? So just remember that life is a cabaret.
1: What good is sitting alone in your room? Come hear the music play. Life is a cabaret, old shama. come to the cabaret, put down the knitting, the book, and the broom, it's time for a holiday, life is a cabaret, old chum, it's only a cabaret, old shama, and I love a cabaret.